guys, in this episode of the Star Guided Entrepreneur, I'm going to share with you a video that I recorded with my business partner, Joe Brenneman, with whom we are doing a partnership specifically focused around helping entrepreneurs, uh, coaches, and consultants raise their prices through high-end offers. And Joe is a phenomenal um, sales and growth expert. He has coached multiple six and seven figure entrepreneurs in selling offers of uh, $10,000, $15,000, $20,000, and more. Uh, the last, his last role was actually the head of sales and training people to sell for a eight-figure coaching company. Here, Joe and I talk a lot about the myths that coaches and consultants have around raising their prices and why so many of them are stuck below the first, the low six-figure threshold of income. Specifically, we identify five myths to bust. And uh, you'll hear me referring to the dragons. That's because in the video, I'm actually wearing some really cool blue dragon earrings that my stepdaughter made. I love them. They're so cute. Enjoy. Today, we're going to slay some dragons. And these blue dragons are a symbol. I love them. They're not going to get killed, these guys. But we're going to slay some dragons, some uh, mythical dragons for around prices for coaching services. So yes, drum not roll. just prices, but around I coaching. Know. Prices. I know. And I know, you know, Lisa, my background, right? I have so much background, particularly in media and sales and sales leadership and teaching people how to be an enroller, being a master enroller myself. So many things about sales um, that there are myths about generally speaking, but specifically about coaching. In yeah. coaching, it's even, it's even more pronounced and more specific. And that's what we want to talk about today. Not just general myths about sales, which are prevalent, but myths about coaching when you're pricing your own coaching business and what that, what kind of dragons those present. That's what we're going to slay today. I'm excited. about. There's a number of them. We can't address all of them. I love it. No, we have five lined up and I can't wait to get a hold of them. So enter dragon number one and that myth is around the fact that, you know, Joe, um, I just need to be more confident, right? And that's when I will sell high prices. Or what I've also heard is I can't sell high prices because I, I, I don't have the confidence. I'm not a confident person. What do you say to that? Yeah. I always love it. You know, there's so many coaches that say that too, or sales leaders, sales managers that just say, just be more confident. And I always laugh and think like, how is that going to work if they're already going and showing up that way? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's an important thing to bring up. Um, you know, uh, it's really looking at, you know, where does the confidence come from? Yeah. And, you know, and is I confidence for, sufficient too? Right. And you know, when I, when I worked for Disney company, obviously that is an iconic brand. You don't have to like explain how important that is, but really it was more than just the confidence in Disney. And it was certainly more than the confidence in me. It was, what can it do for you? So it's so much more. It's obviously sales skills are critical and they can support you, but it's not even sufficient. Um, the most important thing is what is the offer that provides value? It's all about the value. What is the value? that I'm yeah. getting. And frankly, I think that's where the confidence comes from. The more I buy into the value I'm providing. Absolutely. 
And you know, it's, it's very interesting because I also fell into that trap initially when I started my entrepreneurial journey because um, so many people offer kind of confidence boosting programs or seminars and they say, well, you know, if you are afraid of sales, this is going to fix it. But the truth is, you can be a very confident person. And if you are selling something that you don't believe in, you're still not going to sell a lot of it versus if you have some hesitations or some fear on selling, but you really believe in the value of your offer, then that is going to produce better results. And we've seen that, right? You've seen that, Joe. Absolutely. And it does go back to the client and the potential client. And, you know, we talk about this so much, but you can't ignore all of that work that you've done and you need to do the work first to really understand the client. And that also is such an important part of the piece is to understand, you know, what, what are they looking for? What are their needs? What are their pains? What are their desires? And what is the value? How does your, how does your approach meet them where they're at and solve their problems? That is really where the confidence comes from. And really when you, when you, when you really understand your client and understand their needs, their pains and their desires, and you know that you have an offer that provides value, it becomes a much different self-conversation. It's no longer even about my confidence. It's more about, I would be selfish not to share this with them. They are in mm. pain, they are in need, and I can provide a solution. And you let go of yourself. It's really not about yourself at that point, which is really the key is not making it about themselves. And as you know, there's so many unfortunate, unfortunately, there are so many horror stories about salespeople who are all about themselves. Yeah. And, um, and that's why people have a bad taste in their mouth generally about sales. The best, the professional, the most amazing people at enrollment are the ones that obviously are client-focused and solution-minded. Yeah. I love that. So that sales is a service. I love that so much. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for myth number two about coaching prices? This is the next dragon we're going to slay. And again, I'm wearing my dragon earrings, my lucky dragon earrings. Myth number two is that people pay for the coach, you know, and so many coaches, especially new ones say, well, you know, I'm not Tony Robbins. So who's going to hire me? Um, They all want the celebrity coaches. Um, What do you say to that, Joe? Uh. This one is common. And actually, that's why so many coaches spend so much time trying to build their own brand and their image. And wow, you know what? People are not paying for the coach. Maybe with some celebrity coaches. I'll get into that in a second. But really, people are paying for results. They want solutions. Solutions to the problem. And if you have the solution, if you have the key, if you can support them in, in taking their next step and alleviating their problem, Wow, that's what they're looking for. You know what the irony is about celebrity coaches? Um, more often than not, the celebrity coach isn't accessible anyway. The celebrity coach that you're buying into, then they end up obviously handing you off to another one of the coaches. And maybe you get to see them in a group setting. But, but no, people are paying for results. And if we get so focused on promoting me as the coach, you want me, that's wasted time in my mind. And it goes back to what we said about myth number one, which was, it's not about you as the coach. It's about them as the client and getting their results that they want, not about you and how big your ego is as the coach. Yeah. And you know what, what would you rather have? I mean, this is a rhetorical question, obviously, but what would you rather have is somebody saying, wow, you really got to meet Lisa. She's so fun to be with and exciting. And I just love hanging out with her. Hey, that's all good. Or would you rather have someone say about you, oh my goodness, Lisa changed my life. The program that she put me in, 
this, she has a solution for someone I've been looking for for X amount of time. Like you have to meet Lisa if you're struggling with this problem, if you're looking for this solution. I mean, obviously I that. that's more important. Yeah, I love that. And that allows you to then, you know, have your results uh, of your methods or your coaching be separate from the value of you as a coach or as a person. Because then uh, what you could do is you can leverage the, those methods and that value that you've helped create and scale your company with coaching staff and teams of people who are going to be replicating those results for other clients. And that means now you've removed the limits to growing your business as a coach. 100%. Should we go to the next one? Absolutely. Okay. So myth number three for slaying, um, well, we're slaying some dragons. Again, here's my dragon earring. We are slaying dragons. And myth number three, dragon number three about coaching prices Do you want to introduce that one, Joe? Yes. Tell me, how many of us have heard this one or even said it ourselves? Yeah, Lisa, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, Joe. But what I have to offer, oh, man, I just don't know if it's valuable enough to justify that high of a price. Oof. That one is a tricky little dragon because, because again, it goes and... um, it really undervalues, it, it doesn't have the right information all, a lot of times to look at what you really have access to. And I specifically say access to because you know this very well, Joe, with some of our clients, we've experienced this time and time again. Like they have access to uh, content that they've created, they have access to partnerships, they have access to training materials, they have access to expertise, experience. Um, they have access to specific talents. And when they put it together, they really create a fantastic package. But in the beginning, they're sitting there scratching in their head and they really can't understand the value of some of the things that are on their table. Case in point, one of our clients recently, um, she is somebody who actually has a large audience. And so that's going to be part of her offer for um, her program. And she did not know how to value uh, the ability to market on behalf of her clients to her audience until we sat down with her, Joe, and we literally mapped it out. And she took a look at it and she was flabbergasted. We showed her with various scenarios how that piece alone is worth tens of thousands of dollars um, to one of her clients per year, just that piece alone. Uh, and it totally made sense. Yes. So and that notice- happens so often. Notice what you're saying there is it, when she shifted and it no longer was about justifying the price, it was finding the right person or the right yes. people. And for them, it's priceless often. And it's certainly worth a lot more than we realize. And you know what? Just keeping it real, because I, as I've told you in the past, you know, I've, I've been recognized and awarded as a master enroller in the media space representing other companies. But you know, it is different when you're representing yourself. And even I, like I face this. And, you know, when you raise your prices, when you really feel like you're providing that value, it can be you're shaking in your boots a little bit the first time. And frankly, my message to everybody today is if you don't have that feeling, you're not stretching yourself. Like you get to stretch yourself and be a little nervous about how they're going to respond. And but again, do your homework. It's not about, oh, I'm just going to try this today because I want to raise my prices. The most important thing is do your homework, have understand that you've got the right person 
who can benefit and that what you provide is more than just your time or specifically what what sometimes we think we're actually enrolling them into because what we're enrolling them to is so much more access, That's community, right. environment. That's absolutely right. And, and the example with the client that we mentioned earlier is very specific to that. She actually had the ability to go after a couple of avatars and two or three of the avatars she was considering would not have benefited from uh, the platform that she has. Only one of the avatars would have benefited from the platform she has. And that avatar was standing to gain tens of thousands of dollars in value per year. So when she's thinking about charging an extra thousand or two thousand or three thousand dollars for her offer, all of a sudden it becomes a no-brainer just because she's creating that much more value. Yes. We move on to number four. I love number four. Number four is, uh, I would say it's a relatively easy dragon to slay. And I'm going to let Joe, you do all the slaying. So again, we're um, wearing the dragon earrings and we're slaying slaying dragons. um, I need to get like an Excalibur. Like a big sword. <laughs> Next time we do this, you wear your dragon earrings and I'm going to have a big sword. Slaying the dragons. Ah, I love that. I totally, let's totally do, do that. Yeah. So exciting. Okay, so number four, dragon number four, myth number four about coaching prices is, well, my potential clients are giving me price objections. So that means I'm pricing too high already. Why should I yes. raise my prices even higher? Oh, I love this. First off, whenever anybody tells me that, I'm like, congratulations. Because more often than not, I ask people, when's the last time you had somebody turn you down? And they'll say, oh, wow, it's been a long time. And that is actually a bigger concern. That tells me that you're not stretching. Objections, first off, they're feedback. And you actually want to make sure that, that that you have that opportunity. And I would suggest that when you have that objection, it just means that now you're at that place where you're really really understanding the value and that they're thinking about it and that they really have uh, their reaction and you're hearing it. You know, I have an example just the other day. Um, I signed on a new client and told her the price and she laughed and said, wow, I want your job. (laughs) And there's a part of me for a second thinking, "Uh uh-oh, I went too high. I mean, I'm just keeping it real. And I just paused and I said, you know what? I love my job and I'm doing exactly what I'm called to do. Yeah. And we moved on and she purchased and she's a new client. And she, the first, the next session we had, she actually said, I want to begin by saying, I apologize for what I said the other day, because I think that came across as ungrateful and I'm grateful, you know, to be working with you. And I said, and she said, I know it didn't seem to phase you at all, but I'm like, no, I actually welcomed it. It actually tells me I'm on the right track and it's great feedback. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, reaching that point where you're not afraid of it, that you're expecting it from time to time, maybe more often even and that you're prepared for it, and that you just keep the dialogue going. So finally, we have dragon number five, myth number five of slaying dragons related to coaching prices and raising your prices as a coach or consultant. You know, a lot of people say, well, Lisa and Joe, you guys are helping people make more money, and therefore it's easy for you to um, charge the prices that you charge. However, my kind of market, whether it's spiritual or maybe it's not related to making money, uh, is this cannot support uh, cannot support those prices. How can we slay this dragon, Joe? Mm, yes, this is common, and you and I run into this a lot because we 
we really serve a lot of clients in this space and even you and I, obviously, um, you know, often people are like, you know, first off, it's all integrated and you get to make sure that you, again, go back to the value you're providing um, and put together, you know, your comprehensive solution uh, for it. But um, I really think it's just letting go, letting go again. Mm -hmm. That's part of us who I want to be. I want to show up in this way and I don't want to be like that. I think that's more about us. So the real secret, and again, these are, these are simple solutions. They're not always easy, simple to understand. Um, but I think, you know, but we, we, it's a common trait that people share, but I think it's really just, again, getting yourself outside of your own head into what is the solution I'm providing and understanding that that is really the key. Absolutely. And I have an analogy I like to use, uh, and that is you, as you're providing a solution to somebody's problem, you're like a conductor of an orchestra that's putting together a package, putting together the, the, um, the solution to somebody's problem. And just like a conductor in an orchestra does not concern himself or herself with playing every single instrument and hopping on from the cello to the violin to the, you know, percussion instruments. They just make sure that everything is coordinated and in place and ready to go to perform the musical piece. So if you, if your instrument happens to be one that is, you know, of spiritual nature, stop selling your instrument. I see that all the time. Um, you know, astrologers, for example, they say, well, you know, I sell astrology. I'm like, no, you don't sell astrology. <laughs> in <laughs> fact, I have a lot of, you know, astrology clients and what they, um, what they get is they get affirmation, they get confirmation that they're on the right path. They get guidance on how they can evolve and grow and develop. Um, they get guidance on the, the season of the life that they're finding themselves in and some um, some practical steps on how to best manage the energy coming into their life right now. They don't buy the astrology. No, Nobody wants cares at all. I'm sorry to say if you know your tool of the trade, nobody cares how cool it is. You are the specialist. You get to geek out over all the technical pieces. They don't need to know. They just want to know what's in it for them. So all the spiritual coaches out there, all the, the coaches in the wellness space, like stop, stop being so full of your tools. <laughs> stop selling your tools reorient, reframe to sell a solution. And then if necessary, plug your instrument as part of the toolbox and go and enroll and line up other pieces to provide a comprehensive solution to a package or go join somebody else's orchestra as, you know, a partner, a JV partner or somebody else who comes in and offers like a, a missing piece of the puzzle for a specific problem. So that's how you get to play in the bigger markets. So yes. to get, get to play in the bigger yeah, I games. Just add, I would just add that the short the answer to that is people do pay. We know that. We've seen yeah. it with ourselves and with clients. And most importantly, they pay for what they value. Yeah. And when people say it's priceless, that, you know, I can't even put a price tag on it. <laughs> they value it so much. Uh, it means so much to them. And again, it's understanding really that, that really understanding what it is that you're selling. And as you know, Lisa, what we're really selling is not what we think we're selling often when we dig into it. It's not the thing that is so much yeah. more. It is the solution. It is who they become. It is what they are afterwards. It is what it does for them in their lives. Understanding that really helps you understand the value that it provides. 
I love that. And with that, now that we've slayed five full dragons, oh my God, I got to wash my hands <laughs> from the magical blood. I'm sorry, I spilled some magical blood, but hopefully you guys are now much richer as a result and you're not going to put up with um, those low coaching prices. And we actually are so excited about this topic that Joe and I are putting together a challenge, a challenge on Facebook. It goes live on September the 10th. The landing page will be ready shortly. And I'll put a link here in this video. Uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast, the, the link will be in the show notes. September the 10th, Thursday, uh, 2020, we're launching a challenge. I'm so excited for it. You want to tell us a little bit about the challenge, Joe? What's it called yes. and what can people gain from it? we get to slay more dragons, right? And it's really um, taking that next step um, for everyone who is ready to take that next step in their in their coaching business or their service type business um, and enrolling people in high ticket offers and really fully understanding your client and mm-hmm. understanding their needs, their pains, their desires, being very clear on who you serve, um, being very specific as who you're calling forward. And, and I love the is. name. I love the name. It's called seven days to seven K challenge and it's for transformational entrepreneurs. So why is it important that we picked transformational entrepreneurs, Joe? Oh, first, first off, who doesn't want to consider seven days to seven K? Like, <laughs> like, I think that's worth the time right there. And we've seen it. We've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. This isn't just a, a, a pie in the sky dream. You know, we've seen it happen and it can happen. And, um, and it's just really leaning in and busting the myths that are holding you back. And it's about leaning in. And what we have found is like so many people that have, that are really transformed leaders. They've, they already have, they, they know their vision. They know their purpose. They're, they're, they're really, they're clearing the way uh, to make things happen. They're, they're in committed action. They, they're kind of moved past the breakdowns and the psychological assessments. And they're ready to take a big step. And, and many of them have. And then they still feel though that there is just like some of the ones we talked today, and there are so many more. There are some things still just holding them back. Maybe it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm doing all right, and I'm charging a pretty good amount, but I just feel like I know that I could, that I offer more, or that I could charge more, but I just don't know how to go about doing it. That's really what this is all about. It's how do you take that next big step? Whether it's creating a group or bundling in a different way is how do you determine what the value is? How do you enroll in a very powerful way? How do you remove the myths? that are keeping you, um, holding you small, actually, and actually holding your clients small too. I think that's what's exciting. I love that. And, you know, I, I kind of think of it as the kind of the secret missing ingredient, because if you look at uh, the marketplace right now with online coaching and entrepreneurship, it's so noisy. It's so busy. And everybody's like, how to get more clients, how to get more clients in the door, how to get leads, how to get this. But, you know, in business, there are actually three levers to growing your business. One is more, more people serving more people, but there's also two other levers that are used much less frequently and are used by people who achieve much bigger results. Lever number two is, uh, you know, having your clients buy more frequently from you. And lever number three is raising your prices. So it's a lot easier to raise your prices than keep uh, hustling for the same, you know, new lead or new person to come in. So much effort. So leverage, use that price, uh, price leverage for sure. 
Yes. And we're not talking about just, well, I'm going to close my eyes. I'm just going to raise it as high as I can and see what happens. That's obviously not what the transformed leader does. It's really understanding the value like we've talked about here today. Mm -hmm. And you know how many people know the story and how many times have we seen at least when somebody does it? Just recently, we just talked to somebody who raised their price almost double on their website and the traffic has not gone down. Right? No, no. So how powerful plain... is that? And then she's like, what, what is the common response that people do after, after they get done with it? Then they say, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? So don't be, so join the challenge. Don't be the one that says, why didn't I do this sooner? Do it now. Yes, Take that yes. big step forward. People want to know, they want to know that you're going to solve the issue, to solve the problem. And you can provide that. It's, it's really going to be exciting. I cannot wait. Seven days wait. seems like a long time, but there's so much packed into that. It will go by quickly and there is so much uh, that we'll cover. I'm really excited yes. about it. I'm so excited. I can't wait for you guys to join us. Again, I'll post the link in the next 24 hours down below. Seven days to 7K challenge for transformational entrepreneurs. Come and join us. 